we got a lot to go over. We got a lot of roster moves made even before some trades started happening. We had DFAs, we have options, we have people getting recalled. We, we got a lot of roster moves to go over. We, we have been walked off by the Minnesota Twins again for what seems like the millionth time in the last two seasons. And uh, Robbie Grossman has officially been traded to the Atlanta Braves. We're going to talk about it all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers. Your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Okay, we got a lot to go over, so we're going to get right into it. First and foremost, I am recording this uh, right before midnight on Monday turning into Tuesday. So if a trade happens at 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. or 1 a.m., <laughs> it's, it's not going to be part of this episode, all right? I, I can already hear like the Tigers making a trade at 1.30 in the morning and people mad that that it the, that Tuesday's show does not cover that deal. I'm sorry. I have to sleep eventually. I can't just stay up for forever and, and waiting for the Tigers to make a move that they may never even end up making. All right? So there you go. Hard cutoff after the Robbie Grossman trade. Unless something happens mid-recording, that's the cutoff. Anything that happens after Robbie is not getting talked about until tomorrow's show. All right, good. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk business. Um, the Tigers lost 5-3 to three to the Minnesota Twins, walked off yet again by them. That's seven times since 2020. We've played a lot of wild games at Target Field, man. A, a lot of really wild games at Target Field. We got the one where there was like 30-whatever, 30 31 runs scored. Then there was the one earlier this year where Eric Haas threw the ball into left field and it was like the ugliest walk-off I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure last year Eric Haas hit like a, a go-ahead grand slam, I want to say, in like the top of the ninth or top of the eighth or something like that. I mean, we we play ever since that ballpark opened. We've been playing really weird games over there. I don't like going to Target Field anymore. I'm kind of tired of it. I, that, too many really weird and, and unexplainable events and games have happened uh, for, for me to enjoy going there anymore. But uh, I'm not, I'm numbed to, to losing at this point. It's It's – been the last seven years. Uh, it'll, it'll be the remainder of this year. Um, it's it's sad that that's the reality of the fan base, but I I'm I'm numb to it. I whatever we, we uh, walk off. Let's just focus on the trades and the roster moves that were made. We will talk about the game because Scooble did start, and that's obviously big news anytime that happens. But um, yeah, um, the fact that we lost, like I'm not losing sleep at all over the fact that we got walked off against the Twins. Whatever. They're winning the division. We're one of the worst teams in baseball. So what? Okay. Let's talk about – what do you want to start with? Let's start with Robbie. Okay? Let's start with Robbie. First and foremost, if you are upset with the return for Robbie Grossman, you need to check yourself. This this is a uh, a dude who – is under contract until the end of the season, and that's it. He's in his 30s, and he has a sub-600 OPS. What on earth were you expecting as a return? 
the greatest GM in the history of baseball does not get any more value than, than what the Tigers got for Robbie Grossman. I thought he was going to get DFA'd. I really did. I, I, I thought he was going to get DFA'd on August 3rd. They were going to try to find a trade partner leading up to the deadline, and then they weren't going to find one because he's objectively been really struggling mightily this season. So I thought all the teams were going to laugh at us when we asked if they wanted to pick, pick him up and that we were just going to DFA him and cut him uh, on August 3rd. That's what I thought was going to happen. The fact that we got anything for him is somewhat of a minor miracle. Again, like this is a, a net zero at best defender that has, that again, in his 30s, is a rental till the end of the year and has a sub-600 OPS. I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure what y'all were expecting. I, I don't understand being upset. You have, you have a laundry list of reasons to, to be upset with Avila and, and, and to clown on the front office and to be upset. And I'm upset with them too. This is not your time to, to be upset. To, this is not the, the move to prove your point with. This is, this is nothing. Like this, this, this move will fall through the cracks of history and will likely not be remembered by anybody on either side. Unless Robbie Grossman becomes a postseason hero in Atlanta, uh, I'm not sure that this is going to be a very memorable trade for either side. Okay. So, like, seriously, if, if you're like, oh, I can't believe we didn't get a top 30 prospect, we got like, you got to just take a deep breath. You know, you just, my friend, you got to take a deep breath because. Uh, again, the fact that we got a a living, breathing player for him is, is is nothing short of a miracle. Okay, that player is Chris Anglin, and this is the his his profile. He's twenty years old at the present moment. He's like he turns twenty one in a week, so he's about to be twenty one. His birthday is August 9th, two thousand one. I'm looking at it, um, so he, he's about to be twenty one, and. He was literally just drafted by the Braves last season. This is their 16th round pick from 2021. He literally just drafted last summer. Um, in the rookie league last year, he had a 2-3-8 ERA in 11 and a third. That's pretty solid. Uh, the, apparently, his well, I'll go through the numbers first. So in that 11 and a third, he had almost a 12K per nine. His strikeout numbers were pretty good. He had a walk per nine of almost five. Walking a lot of batters, striking out a lot of batters, not giving up very many hits, however. So that that was, again, but it's only 11 and a third, and it's in the rookie league. This year, in 2022, he has spent five games in the rookie league as well, where he had a 2.86 ERA and an 8.2 K per nine. That's in 22 innings. So his K per nine went down, but the ERA was still pretty low. Then he goes and gets called up to single A. And in single A, this season, he's had an ERA just under six. It's a five nine three ERA in thirty innings. Um, his K per nine is ten point seven. His walk per nine is five point six. His home run per nine is almost two, and his WHIP is over one and a half. The hit per nine uh, is at eight point four so far across both leagues. Uh, they're pretty much identical um, both leagues this season. So here's the thing: this is a total shot in the dark. That's what this is. And like we we obviously we hope we get he turns into a, a a guy who can become a productive major leaguer or whatnot. That that's obviously the hope with anybody you bring in. But this is this is a shot in the dark. This is a, a guy that's not 
on baseball America, this dude doesn't even have a scouting report. Like this is a, a again, 16th round pick last year. Um, he is a lefty that brings him some value. He has appeared in 22 minor league games in his professional career. He started 14 of them. So he had, does have bullpen experience. And even in his starts, he's not really going deep into ball games. I would imagine that this is a guy that the Tigers would, best case scenario, turns into a lefty reliever. That would be what, what I would presume is the best case scenario. And again, for half a year of 595 OPS Robbie Grossman, you're, you're, you were only ever going to get a shot in the dark. Okay? It's, it's again, I, I've said this a lot. It, it's, it's remarkable how everyone is, is so quick to, and I understand it. I'm frustrated with the front office too. And I want, I want Avila gone too. And, and I think he's made so many mistakes and, and I, I agree with everything you guys are saying, but like, it's not every single move that happens. We'll talk about Derek Hill too. That's not a move to get like incredibly upset over either. Like some moves are just like, oh yeah, like, okay, that's a move that happened. Not every single move is, is this is either the best move ever or the worst move ever. Like, no, some moves are just meh. And that's what this one is. And if this dude gets a, a even cracks a major league roster at any point in his life, then this is a successful trade. And even if he doesn't, it's, it's not a failure of a trade because again, of, I'm not going to repeat myself. All the reasons I've laid out about the current situation that Robbie Grossman is in. All right. So there, there's your 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 brand your newest Detroit Tiger uh, or your newest member of the Detroit Tigers organization, I should say, Chris Anglin. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I think I am. Lefty, 5'11", 175 pounds, uh, about to be 21 years old. So there you go. Ha- has some decent K numbers, which is uh, I'm sure that's what they cited as like if you're going to take a shot in the dark on somebody – even though his walk numbers are really high, uh, his hit his hit per nine stuff is not terrible, and he he's been striking out a lot of dudes. Ten K per nine so far as a professional across all levels. So that that's probably why they and you know lefty always added value. So I'm sure that's why the, they they took the shot in the dark on him. But like I said, this isn't even to do with a scouting report on like some major websites. So nobody knows too terribly much. But there you go. There's your newest member of the Tigers organization. Let's move on to the other roster moves that were made. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at Built Bar. If you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. It's covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate like all Built Bars are. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. They're only 160 calories and have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. So go to Built.com and snag a box for you or the family. It could be perfect. It's a perfect treat. Or you could find a really good hiding place to just kind of hoard them all to yourself if you don't want to share them with your family. That's what I do. Like all Built Bars, the new chocolate cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate, as I said, and that means they're healthy and tasty light and fluffy texture they're so good and they're so good for you you're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff whether you need a snack or to work out or a late night treat whatever it's the perfect protein bar so go to built.com use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off 
your order. It's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody. Welcome back here to segment two at Locked On Tigers. Uh, thank you for making us your first listen every day. Uh, go check out the MLB trade deadline show. If, if you have not, Locked On MLB has a lot of stuff going on. Um, as today you're listening to this, is the trade deadline. We have rapid reactions. If we make a trade during the day, you'll have my rapid reaction on there. You'll have all the teams, all the hosts, their, their immediate reactions for all these moves. It's going to be really fun. So subscribe to your favorite Locked On Baseball team. Hopefully it's the Detroit Tigers. Hopefully that's why you're here on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get notified when each episode premieres. Okay, so we talked about the Robbie Grossman trade. Um, I also, I, I don't think that like 80% of the fan base is like, oh my goodness, I can't believe we traded Robbie Grossman for this guy. I don't think that's a majority of the fan base. I actually think it's a, a vast minority, but one person saying it is too much for my liking. I I can't fathom how anyone could be up in arms, like incredibly upset about the return of this trade. So I do think that, that most of us, most of the fan base is like, Hey, anything is something. So um, that is what we got for Robbie. The roster moves, Matt Manning should be starting on Tuesday. That's the plan as of Monday night. Now we've had a couple of setbacks. We've had a couple of a pump fakes with his his um his return before. So that's why I'm I'm using terms like should be because you know we're not never really sure what's gonna happen with Matt. But the plan is Tuesday, Matt Manning should be reinstated uh, and should be starting on Tuesday as well. There's a whole discourse we could talk about about Matt Manning's career up to this point and everything, and we, we'll get to that in the offseason. That'll be an offseason discussion point. We can talk about his career so far, but um, definitely a, a, a twisty, windy road to get back to the majors. He, he's, you know, lying about injuries, like almost passing out because he wasn't drinking water in rehab at one point, like just like cr- really, really wild path to get back here. But he's back and that's going to be very much needed because, again, as I've said a million times over the last week, this bullpen has been used like crazy and we're gonna need dudes that can start games and get past like you know the fourth inning that would be nice at a consistent basis so that's what we are gonna get and hopefully everything works out there um we also have um what oh willie peralta i think the assumption is that willie peralta is going to be back tuesday if he's not back tuesday he's very close he's made a couple of rehab appearances now um, so I, I think McCoskey said the assumption was Tuesday, um, but I, I'm not sure everybody was on board with like, yeah, Willie Peralta is guaranteed for Tuesday. So he's close and there's a chance it's, it's Tuesday as well. So that's nice. Again, a reliever that can eat multiple innings. We're going to need that. Other roster moves. We optioned Angel DeJesus to AAA Toledo. I think that's going to be a short-lived trip to Toledo because I think we're going to trade some bullpen pieces on Tuesday. So I think it's going to be uh you land in Toledo and turn around and come right back. I'm honestly not even sure he really left the team. You might be taxi squadding it. Um, but for the time being, he's been optioned. They reinstated Andrew Chafin and the, the big move of the day was DFAing Derek Hill. Now I'm going to repeat a lot of what I just said about the Robbie Grossman deal with the Derek Hill deal. This is not that big of a deal. 
like the whole fan base like freaked out and was like oh my goodness how how stupid are we i can't believe we we dfa Derek hill this is this is a a, you know a travesty like fire alavila this is ridiculous his logic makes no sense this is so dumb I, I was I was genuinely shocked by how many people were like red in the face mad about this. I, I was stunned. Derek Hill is OPSing 570, wait for it, in the minors this year. He OPSed less than that when he was a major leaguer this season. He's been OPSing 570 in, in the minors, okay, this season. He will be 27 next year. He was drafted eight in the first round, first round pick eight years ago. And and he's just now starting to get some playing time at the major league level. And he still can't hit. He's never hit at any level of the minors. Uh, He seems like a really good dude. I will always root for him. He was uh, one of the first prospects when I was in like high school that I was like really excited about because everybody was really excited about him. I'll always be a Derrick Hill fan. I, I will. I, I love the dude. But golly, I, I mean, acting like we just DFA'd prime Miguel Cabrera is 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 insane to me. He he has not been this like platinum glove level level defender that that we were promised, or at least told that he had the potential of reaching. He hasn't been a liability in the outfield. Certainly, he's got wheels for days, right? He, he covers a lot of ground. But he hasn't been some elite defender. He has been hurt a numerous amount of times. And again, he can't hit now. And he has literally never shown consistent signs of hitting. So like the, the whole, I, I can't believe we DFA'd him. Why are we like, and, and then, you know, everybody has to list off who it should have been instead. And it's like, why are we not DFAing? Like, Robbie Grossman was throwing around a lot. Well, now you see, because Robbie Grossman was on the way out too. So that argument's null. Uh, Akil Badu, yes, Akil Badu objectively has struggled mightily at the major league level this season. What Akil Badu did offensively last season, Derek Hill could only like dream of doing over the course of like, like a full season. I it's just, and, and if you want to say like, no, you're wrong. Like Akil Badu stinks and it should have been him. Like, fine, fine. At the end of the day, this fan base spent like two hours today arguing about a bunch of dudes with OPS is under 600 and which one should stay competitive teams. Don't roster any of them. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, sure. I, it's not even an argument I was willing to have. I was like, sure, man. Like, yeah, you're you're right. <laughs> okay, yeah, it, it should have been Badu, for sure. The, the competitive teams. Teams that, that are legitimate playoff threats that go deep into the postseason, whatever, are not rostering like any of our outfielders outside of Riley Green, obviously. So like like sure, I, it, it should have been this person. It it should have been, it should have been this person. It should have been Daz. It should have been like none of them are. We have like a negative war as an outfield this season. I think we're the only team in baseball 
where all of our outfielders this season are added up to a negative war. I think that's right. So my, my point is, like, I, it's just not a, an argument that there's any point to. Because in, in, a, in a competent organization with a competent team, these guys aren't even looked at to be starters or, or to play, have, like, legitimate playing time. But we're 20 games under 500. We're, uh, this front office has led us to a point where we are arguing about which sub-600 OPS dude should be on the team still. I, I, I blame the front office immensely for this afternoon. <laughs> what, a, what a sad state this fan base has found itself in. My goodness. That's really what we spent the afternoon doing. Okay, let's talk about the actual ball game. I think that's all the roster moves I want to go over. So let's talk about the actual ball game right after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back to our third and final segment here at Locked on Tigers. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Okay, so uh, also I... Coming across my desk is the Mets are interested in either Chafin or Fulmer. Apparently, the White Sox have some interest have some interest in Chafin as well. There's no really point in me updating you on rumors. I'm realizing right now because you're listening to this on Tuesday when deals are like going to happen, and you're going to hear way better rumors than I'm hearing on Monday night. So, um, I'm, I'm going to stop updating you with rumors. I hear the deal is made. We'll we'll talk about it in the next ten minutes. But besides that. We're just going to talk about the ball game. Tigers drop it five to three at the hands of the Minnesota Twins. Uh, like I said earlier, man, that they, they, we play such weird games at Target Field. I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of going to Target Field and playing. And oh my goodness, like we've never seen anything like this. I'm so tired of hearing that. And every time we go to Target Field, um, Riley Green, zero for five. I almost said Robbie Grossman. Riley Green, zero for five with three Ks. Uh, he's been struggling at the plate lately. His Biggest thing always was going to be limiting the strikeouts because he has that long and it's a beautiful swing, but it's long and it's going to take time to adjust to major league timing. That was always going to be a thing. I mean, we, you can go back to, to me talking about like prospect updates earlier in the year, or like when he first got called up, that was always going to be, Hey, like we're gonna have to watch out for the strikeouts. Um, that's certainly what's happening. He's now has a 632 OPS. I know that's low. Um, but sadly it's like middle of the pack, maybe even a little bit higher middle of the pack of like comparison to this team. Um, so I still keep giving him at bats every day. Like there's, there's nothing for him in the minors. Um, he, he still is, is hitting. He still looks good in the batter's box. It's just a matter of getting the timing together and everything. He, he doesn't look overmatched and overpowered and like fooled at the plate. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a very clear difference between, Poor numbers, but you deserve to be here and just looking overpowered. So, you know, that was a kind of a topic of conversation during the game today. Like he's been struggling lately. Yes, it, it will take time to adjust. I know you heard the same thing with Torkelson. You probably are having flashbacks, but I, I, all we got is each other. And uh, I, I am I'm always have been and, and probably always will be immensely more, uh, have a, a, a a lot more faith in Riley green than I do any other prospect in this organization. Okay. 
Tigers do put up three. Um, it wasn't a, a masterclass offensive performance by any stretch. One of them was the ghost runner in extra innings. We scored two runs off of Aaron Sanchez. Sanchez, when in Toronto, was like a young up-and-comer, right? In 2016, he was an all-star, I remember. And he was supposed to be like this next wave of Blue Jays pitchers, like, you know, young all-star, had a good arm, had a really, really solid season that year, um, and then just completely fell off a cliff. Um, and some people have cited a plethora of reasons for, for why that happened. But the fact of the matter is his production nosedived. And um, nose dove? Nosedived? I don't know. You tell me. But this season, I mean, he's just been kind of bouncing around ever since he left Toronto, just trying to keep finding a, you know, a comeback story thing. And uh, he had eight Ks in five innings and only gave up two runs. So, you know, if, you, if you're a struggling pitcher and you need a nice confidence boost and, and you need to go out there and just have a good game, just find the, the, the next time you play the Tigers and, and try to convince your manager to, to time it correctly so that you can play one of those games because I can guarantee you you're going to have a decent day at the office. And he had really weak command. Like, he was throwing the ball all over the place. We drew two walks, but uh, his command was not very good. His stuff was okay. The stuff's really never been the problem. Um, but he had eight strikeouts in five innings, and we were able to to just muster two runs off of him. Then they go to the bullpen. Uh, the Twins bullpen is not super strong, but they definitely have a lineup that they go to pretty consistently when they have a uh, are in a close game, and um, that that's highlighted by by Duran at the end, who is an absolute monster. And so that's what they did: got him to extras and then hit the walk off. So. On the Tiger side, I mean, offensively, what is there to even talk about? Same old story, different day. Um, this team, it, <laughs> this is the worst offense in baseball, and they looked like it tonight. Five hits, three runs. Another error, just for good measure. Um, really weird play, by the way, that error. Uh, it didn't cost us a run, but really weird play by Scooble there. Scooble was the topic of conversation for this one as he goes five innings, three hits, no runs, two walks, four strikeouts, um, 77 pitches, five scoreless innings. He gets pulled. Everybody freaks out. Oh, my goodness, is he traded? Nope, he just has arm fatigue. And apparently he talked to the coaching staff and said, I have no more left to give. So that's not great. And uh, again, Matt Manning is just now coming back. But in a season in which we have had every single starting pitcher under the sun get injured for us and miss pretty much significant time, the one person that hasn't is Tarek Skubal. And there, here we are. So we're all holding our breath. I have no update at 20 minutes past midnight on uh, on him. But hopefully he, he will be fine, and it's just a, a fatigue thing. And his velocity was down in the fifth inning pretty significantly, a couple miles an hour. So hopefully, he, he said he still plans on making his next start. Hopefully, everything's okay. But definitely a scary moment uh, for trade reasons, for, for injury reasons, for all reasons. Scary moment. So hopefully, we can just move past it, and it ends up not being a, a, a turning point. That Well, not a turning point, but the season is not going very well. Um, but hopefully it's not a, a, a day that we look back on or like, oh, it all, you know, all went downhill for Scooble on this day. Hopefully we just move past it. 
Um, it pretty much erases any chance of him getting traded, I would imagine. I have a hard time believing that anyone's taken a, uh, a young pitcher who's already had Tommy John before that just had like arm fatigue, and that's why he got pulled from a game. I don't think there was ever really a, a legitimate chance that he was going to get traded anyway. That we've talked about on the show before. The odds of him getting moved, I, I believe, have always been pretty low. But I think they're pretty much erased now, um, assuming that it, it truly was arm tightness. With it came from which it came from Scooble's mouth that that it was uh, arm fatigue, not tightness. Sorry. So we have every reason to believe that that's all it was, and so I don't think he's going anywhere. Okay. Uh, I mean, Will Vest looked solid. That's a couple outings in a row for him. Joe Jimenez looked really solid. Michael Fulmer did not look solid. He was missing up over and over and over again and like he only gave up four singles right i mean only i know that's a lot but in the grand scheme of things you know you you blow a game late usually you're you know giving up like alex lang gave up a nuke right like like it was four singles and one of them was a broken bat single um but he gave up four singles and then they were able to tie the game and then uh the extra inning the ghost runner rule gregory soto one and two-thirds, two hits, no runs, one walk, one strikeout, almost 30 pitches. Give him crap all you want, but uh, that that was, uh, that was a, a, a big boy situation that he really stepped up in and did really well in, and his ERA is now 2-2-5. So uh, that, that's, you know, a whole run lower than Michael Fulmer's at, at the end of the day, and almost a whole run lower than Alex Lang's, and more than half a run lower than Joe Jimenez's, right? Like, for, for as much crap as we give the dude and this fan base gives him, really big situation for him to step up in today. And uh, I, th- I thought he looked really good. Command escaped him a couple of times for sure, but the Correa uh, at-bat was a really, really big one for him. And then going out there in the second inning and, and continuing to do that was, was really impressive. So shout out to Greg. Uh, for Michael Fulmer, if that is the last outing of Michael Fulmer's Tiger career, going on a sour note is is unbelievably on brand for the way this season has gone. Um, but you know, it's it's been a heck of a ride, man. It's been a heck of a ride. And if he does get moved, we'll we'll do a whole you know thing on on his career and really go in depth and do like a proper goodbye kind of thing while talking about whatever trade he's a part of. I am almost certain that he is getting traded him and Chafin. I would be shocked if they didn't. Um, yeah, it's been a hell of a ride. Big Mike. It's been a hell of a ride, buddy. Golly. Hate to go out on that note, but, um, I don't think that that will change. It shouldn't change the opinion of, uh, this, this fan base's opinion of Michael Fulmer. That's what I was trying to say. So, um, yeah, best of luck if that was the end, buddy. Best of luck. It's been a been a heck of a ride. Um, I think that's everything for the game. So Tuesday, how it's gonna work? Um, check locked on MLB for uh, a lot of immediate updates. Just check the the network as a whole. I'll make like quick reaction videos, and they'll go on the Tiger Locked On Tigers YouTube and Locked On MLB's YouTube. So uh, be sure to, you know, keep keep in the loop. If we make a deal, keep checking the YouTube page. I'll have an instant reaction of whatever deals we make. Um, I, I, I will end you on this. Avila being a bad GM, which we all agree he is. I'm not a I'm not an Avila like defender. 
Um, Avila being not good at his job does not mean that we should just not do anything. You can't play that card. You can't say that. You can't do, oh, well, we're going to get fleeced in any deal we do, so we might as well just stand pat and do nothing. No, that's not how it works. You got to at least try. If we do nothing at the deadline, and certainly Avila's mindset is, well, I suck at my job, so I shouldn't be making any moves. Clearly, that that's not going to be his mindset. But my point is, he, you have you have to you have to trade Fulmer and, and you have to trade Chafin. Like you have to. You have to. And honestly, like like Joe should get you a pretty penny. Um the Robbie trade is a good start. You got something for a dude that a lot of people didn't think you could get anything for. That that's fine, sure. But you can't just not do anything. You can't. I would I would much rather three years from now we look back and go, wow, half a year of Michael Fulmer and one and a half years of Andrew Chafin didn't really net us anything than looking back three years from now when they're both they both walk for nothing and going, Wow, I wonder what we could have gotten for those two guys. It's a no brainer. You, you you have to. And I fully expect them to. But there's just some discourse going around in, in the Tigers Twitter community of like, well, like I don't even want us to make trades because like we're going to get fleeced. You, you, you can't play that game. You can't just never make a move ever again, dog. <laughs> or else we're, you're just going to keep getting mad because we're just going to keep losing 100. And that might happen every way. Anyway, but you got to try. <laughs> this is like my, my the most optimistic I can be is, is that. We might suck, but we got to try. That, that's as optimistic as it gets. That's the way the season has gone. We're all in it together, though. All right. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Make your second listen to Lockdown MLB Podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Elvin brings humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. That'll do it for me. Um, like I said, any trades that, that happen, at, I'm ending this at 1230 in the morning. I had to stay up and, and do the Robbie Grossman thing or else this would have been done like an hour ago. Um, so any trade that ha- happens after 1230, I'm sorry. It's not a part of today's show. We will get to it tomorrow with, with our full trade deadline roundup. All right. Keep an eye out for the YouTube and, and I'll tweet stuff about it on my personal Twitter and the, the locked on tigers Twitter as well. If we do make a move and I do make a video, well, if we do make a move, I'm definitely making a video, but you get what I'm saying. So keep an eye out for that. We're all in it together, baby. We're all in it together. Unless you don't want to be a fan anymore. I don't really blame you, but I'm an idiot. So I will never do that. Peace and love going to therapy's dope. And I'll catch y'all tomorrow. Recapping the trade deadline. I'm terrified. Let's have some fun, though. I'm terrified, though. Catch you tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.